You had a nice raspy voice for this shit, though. That's what yeah. I'm saying. All right, there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to bring the episode into it? <laughs> we can. Is this episode 16? It is. I'm losing track fast. Episode 16. Um, come thick and fast. This is our first guest in a while. And actually, first guest, like, really outside of our tight-knit fucking group. So, mate, yeah. it's, it's an honour <laughs> to have you on. Yeah. St. Quinn. Thank you. Thank Quinn. you, boys. Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. Do you want to tell the people what you do, what you, what you are? Um... I like to make music and I DJ on the weekends and that's basically it. This is your calling from the big man upstairs. I mean, <laughs> we, we, um, we've known you for oh, what, a, few, a few years. Probably like yeah, three or four, maybe three years yeah, now. Hey. It's been crazy, but like we sort of, you know, people come and go, they're doing their own shit. Um, but we'll get into that. But <clears throat> just want to recap. So Evan... He's obviously moving into the music space right now as well. Yes, I saw. And I saw. Um, and yeah, what happened on the weekend, Dev? It was yeah. well. I guess it was more this this guy could talk about the weekend. So yeah. like, it was your <laughs> first first event that you were hosting, hey? Or yeah, I'm hosting like as my own solo project. And um, yeah, it's it, it is good because I've been like a resident of Matter, which is the night that runs on Fridays um, at Magnet House, and. Yeah, like a, a few of my other friends have, have been running events and stuff through there, and I was just kind of like, oh, this would be sick, doing one for for the for the brand and project, kind of just like getting more awareness out there for for the whole solo project, you know, um, because a lot of people still are unsure like what the hell's going on with it. I haven't really clarified, you know, because like I was in a duo project beforehand, mm. and so people were just like what's going on there? So I just kind of like, oh yeah, I'm doing my own thing kind of thing. Yeah, Do you want to get into the, the Duo project and how that started? Or Yeah, so like um, a few years ago, it was, oh fuck, it was like someone, like when I was chucking the shit just before, <laughs> the, the, this chick sent me like a memory. It was like oh, five years ago. It was like my first ever headline show as my Duo project, right? And I was like, damn, it's been like, I was so awkward there. I was like DJing like a freaking Muppet. And um, they had your silver hair and everything, yes, right? And <laughs> this is silver hair, dude, can confirm, you know, they don't have silver hair anymore. <laughs> Fuck. How did, um, <clears throat> like, I mean, the, we already obviously knew you from your, from your duo project, but how did it, like, what made you want to become, like, a DJ type of thing? Like, oh, how did true. that even start? Because I know you're big into your jazz music as well. Oh, yes. Fuck, I love jazz so that, music, that, man. I know that has, like, has a massive effect on you like, and yeah. what type of music you make, but how did you like, I mean, like, like a lot of people want to become a DJ, but yeah. not a lot of people take that first you, step because like, I don't know how to type yeah. of thing. The thing we posted, like, on for people to send in shit, like, honestly, half the, half the people that sent shit in and people messaged me were like, oh, like, how did you get into DJing? And, like, how did you get into DJing? Yeah, like, yeah, how, yeah. Like, um, Cause like I think, what made you want yeah. to do it? Yeah, yeah, true. Because I think you're, a, like, a big inspiration for a lot of people in Australia, but also Perth, because it's so, like, maybe unknown here. It's but niche. Like, yeah. yeah, it's very niche. And, yeah. like, for someone for you to do it successfully is, like, a big, like, motivator for a bloke like Evan and other people as well. Yeah. To be like, fuck, I can do that too. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm still obviously still throwing, like, I wouldn't call myself successfully yet, but obviously, like, it's, it's always like that you're always hard on yourself and shit. Yeah. Um, first, impressed that you know, like jazz, bro. Like, not a lot of people, a lot of that shit. It's just like, damn. That At work, bro. Yeah, yeah, I remember. We would yeah, always yeah. like be working, like, 
like inconvenient upstairs when yeah, you're picking yeah. you'll be finding jazz i'll be like yeah dude love this shit, it's, it's like it's like my it's like my big inspiration so we started there okay so like uh, i've always wanted to do music um as as like a, a career when i was growing up right i'm I, i'm indonesian i came from an asian family they weren't they weren't really big supporters and any anyone doing creative creative mm -hmm. shit you know uh, both my parents are doctors so they're always like you need to do something academic yeah and and i was kind of like fuck nah I, I don't enjoy any of that <laughs> shit bro like i i can't study like i i'm just my brain doesn't work that way so like when i saw flume one time like i literally just told my best man i made it made a decision right there on the spot i'm like dude i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be a musician and he's like all right well and we uh, sat down and made a made a plan taught myself and shit through youtube and then yeah, and like, and then I had another mate from high school who was in a year under me. He was doing the same thing, but he started off DJing, and then we met at the gym. And I was like, you know what? Let's link up and let's let's make something. And then we were making a whole bunch of things, right? And I'm like a big believer with when it comes to like doing anything creatively, you have to really put your work out there. That's like the biggest thing. So a lot of people hesitate. That's like the, the the biggest thing is to just jump. So like when you you're gonna be like oh there's so many barriers in your head like it's not good enough this is, this is gonna be shit or people are not gonna like it who gives a fuck? Both feel that for sure. Well, like, it's, like it's, it, yeah, it's similar to us with this. It was like fuck we don't have the outstanding mic so we still using our iPhone to yeah. record our thing. But bro, if you got something to say, say it. Dude, and just people, say it. People will listen and you can always like upgrade as you go type of thing. Yep, yep, hundred percent. Like, just keep your name out there. And and, and and you you won't know progress. You no one no one start. Everyone's always has this thing where they, they think you got to start with like straight away like the best gear, the best everything. You have the sound, the professional coming out of the woodworks like progress is progress man people are going to see that if people see you it, it, it's, it's almost better if you started off like you know not as good and then getting better because then people learn to appreciate how much work you put in and that's what i did with with, with my partner like um we we just kept making songs we had this um, program called splice where it's kind of like a, an iCloud for producers where like if i save something on ableton he can open it up on his end and, and then open up where the project can be gone back where, you know, uh, where, where I saved it from. And um, and that was like a new thing back then. So they're running a lot of remix contests and we were just remixing, getting all these stems, making songs. And I was like, yeah, release it. And then we're like, dude, we've been doing, you know, we've been releasing like three songs and stuff through this. Let's think of a name. And I was like, I don't care what, what the name, just name it something. <laughs> And he's yeah. like, oh, my family has a has a restaurant in Malaysia called Oriental Cravings. Oriental Cravings, it is. <laughs> did not think about it. Yeah, dude. crazy. Did not think about it. We're so like, what 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 um what year was did you first meet him or like first start make put your first song out? I guess for Cravings. Oh man, or for I, Oriental Cravings. Sorry. It was like it was like four or five years ago. It would be yeah, cool. like around, around there, five years, five six maybe. Like yeah, and it, but it was it wasn't like officially. I think the one that really officially like people started noticing we were doing something is when we did a remix for Hermitude. We like did like a little flip, and people were like, oh, they're, like they're getting better. Um, and then we just, we just kept because we're still trying to find our sound, right? And production is 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 so like so broad and so wide. Like there's so many things you can do, um, so many different genres. Mm. Kind of like obviously like DJing is like the aspect of playing it and how you playing it successfully. Um, production just opens up a whole wide different network because it's making it. I think right? so many people get confused when because I had some guy message me yesterday and he was like, "Oh, this song, fuck, what's that?" Oh, it's a, it's a like pretty pretty big song like European rap uh, yeah. grime I guess, and it was like oh, ha, like how do you make this song cool like it basically remixing and I was yeah, like yeah. I was like I think you're a bit confused bro like <laughs> producing is like 
altering the actual music. DJing is like playing the music. Yeah. And you can switch, you can do a few things, but like you can't actually change the sound of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, so, lot, yeah. A, lot, a lot of things like that, people get hell confused. Hey, like we'd release a song um, and you would have like a chick singing on it and then they would be like, oh, wait, so this is the chick song? It's just like, no, we produced it. Yeah. she's just our feature yeah and people don't get that you know i think it, it's much better now since flume has been in the woodworks and the skrillex because they're the biggest inspirations for electronic music and so like because obviously like, all their features are other people so they're kind of like okay this is his song but it's featuring these people singing in it that's making more sense because yeah people get hell they, they 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 forget about like like the art of making a song is is including like the vocals and stuff like that of someone else is mm. is part of the process you know yeah, I just want to um, just quickly take it back a bit to your duo thing. Uh, so, is it Eugene, your, yeah. your mate? Yeah. So, were you friends with him for quite some time before you... 100%, yeah. So, okay. he, he was kind of part of my friend's group and then we obviously got hella close um, once we started doing the project and then and then both of us kind of like started bouncing off each other because we were both creative people. Yeah. Um, and he, he was the one that taught me how to DJ originally, like when I, we had our first ever gig. Uh, I, I was I was shitting myself, and he yeah. was like, I'll, "I'll take the lead in that." Because I, I I taught myself like what like watch a few tutorials on YouTube, but I didn't really know how to properly DJ with CDJs. What's it like um, mixing friendship and business together? Because obviously you're not doing that right now, yeah. and that, and you said um, you've got you had like different like yeah. mindsets of where you wanted to go. So was that tough mixing like your like your best man. friend and business? Yeah, it, it was like. Um, it, it, Especially it, in such a creative yeah. field. Oh man, it, it's like he's he's very good. We're very good at compromising. That's what you had to do. You, you had to just compromise. You can't be if you're doing a duo project like you guys are doing with these two. Like you got you have to make compromises. You can't be a stubborn little prick, you know, and be like, no, nah, this is putting my foot down. I met people. This is why I, I you know I really didn't like collaborating when <clears throat> when we were making songs because it was already a collab enough working with Eugene um, and we like there's two already two minds sharing idea into one Mm -hmm. song if we collab with some dude who's a solo artist sometimes they'll be like hell like no this is how it's gonna be or like they'll whatever we did they're like no I don't like this like you know they're just not open-minded enough to take on our creative direction because you got to understand when you're, when you're collaborating with someone, like one of you can go this way and the other one can go this way. And the point of you collaborating is to make something that's like insanely yeah. both ways. But they, they try and sway you to go that way. And you know? Yeah, you're obviously like a, a vocal person as well. Um, were you guys, I, did you, so for me and Ev, sorry, yeah. um, we've got like, I mean, I've known the kind of like 10 years, but yeah, like, yeah. my best mate. So we can have like a tough conversation if, it, if we yeah. need to and be honest yeah. with each other. Did you guys have that together? Oh, hundred percent. Did you have many of them? Yeah, so many, so many. Like, yeah, there's, there's so many. Like, you know, rough patches, but it, it, it always ends up like we always end up compromising. Um, and and then like you know you gotta work to each other's strengths. You know, like he would understand like oh he knows like the way I think is gonna be like this, and then you know what's worked in the past. You know, oh if I've said this and it's worked and stuff like that. And then, you know, he kind of just like, yeah, I understand it worked last time. We might as well try it this time. Yeah. It, yeah, I guess you just got to work with it. And like, obviously now, like the projects, you know, like it, it, it's done over. Because like, long story short, him and I had a falling out, you know. And so now like I've lost a mate and I've lost the project and stuff like that. So yeah, some at, at the end of the day, it, 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 you know, it boils down to, I don't know, I guess like you, you, you got you to find something that works for you. 
and and prioritize yourself at times because it it can be hard, man, mixing friendship with with business because look like at the end sometimes it just doesn't work out yeah so 100%. running back to the duo mm-hmm. bro i remember going to work and like the first time i spoke to you you were like i'm a dj and i was I, just about to bring this my, up me it. being all naive and shit like like i was yeah. just saying about other people messaging me they don't really know what that is so yeah. i'm like oh okay like he's a dj okay like how like what okay whatever so then i was like what's your like name bro i'll go like listen to music or whatever because you were playing it down like are you are you a bit like that? You don't want to like. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, never, I, never, yeah. I never, I never, I'm never like. I'm just like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, here's me like thinking because you were obviously just saying like, oh yeah, I'm just a DJ, but I was just DJing on the weekend, like whatever. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll go have a look. I go back, <laughs> go into the fucking into the break room, have a look at like SoundCloud and shit. You guys have got like mad listens and and then followers on Instagram and shit. I'm like. No, nah, hold on. I go back out there. I'm all chuffed and shit. I'm like, no, nah, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. I'm like, yeah, I remember that was like pushes trail. You're like, wait, bro, this is you? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure you're like, dude, I think I've heard some of your shit before. Yeah, because I, I, I listen to SoundCloud a lot, like, particularly yeah, yeah, that yeah, dubstep, yeah. like, scene type stuff. Because that's what you guys used to make, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. more of that dubstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, nah, bro, work days would be crazy, obviously, because we did work together, like, we all, like, casual. We were working full time at Sage, you were a casual. Um, but we'd see each other so often and um, like, bro, you'd come in, you'd be fucking full of energy and you'd be like, yeah, bro, going to Melbourne next week for a week, yeah. fucking, <laughs> fucking touring. I'm like, bro, this is crazy. You were genuinely living your best life. It, it is, but it you is still, you were able to come back down to like reality or re- like Had to, man. That, that place, but still have that bundle of energy. But like, how, how was touring at like... Dude. How was that? Because that must it, have been it, like, it is, fuck, we're doing it. Was like, it was like, it was like, obviously, like, like a dream come true, man. But like, it does keep you in, like, hell humbled. Because you can imagine, right? So uh, when I was working at Blackwoods, we were touring pretty heavily. So like yeah, every right. first, every weekend or second weekend, I'd be at a different city. And so throughout the week, you know, I'd be getting hammered by Jared and Ben, you know, and giving John. me shit. And John, <laughs> yeah. you know, like really put me in my place. And then like there are places where, you know, you'd go touring and people are literally like out there just like rocking your socks off. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. everyone will suck you, suck yeah. you off. Like. Yeah, like as in like you, 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 you know, I'd be finished my set and then people would just be like taking photos or like, you know, the cities where we, we were more like hype, you know, that there we, we got hell good accommodation, you know, like we're getting like the fucking presidential suites and shit. Mm. Had a fucking amazing bed and an amazing balcony and like you know all these drinks all these food and then sunday hits you're back in perth and monday bang straight <laughs> fucking packing boxes yeah, bro bro that's what straight i was gonna ask you i was like fucking bro, hell. Bro, bro how did you how did you like function i mean you didn't you after that you were only there for probably what like another six months and yeah. then you just were too busy and did they just get rid of you or did you just leave or? yeah no like they um i think what the fuck happened there? bro well i was i was about to bring this up so i was at work like uh, probably a few months ago and jared you know, jared came up to me and he just having a co- i always have a conversation with him and he was like oh you said like quincy's doing his dj thing i'm like yeah bro it's fucking sick he's like yeah i said to him like he was in one of the lanes just fucking packing boxes you know and um i said i was like this is jared he yeah. said to you he was like what are you doing mate he's like do you want to be a fucking dj or not and then you're like yeah bro he's like you gotta fucking quit then type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, I was he's like, hell real, yeah. I was like, bro, like we're experiencing now, like, and I've heard a lot of successful people say a good thing about a real shit job that you fucking hate is that it motivates you to really get out of that place and do whatever fucking you want. Fucking oath, man. Was that like, 
was Blackwood's like did it actually contribute to like pushing you to really fucking oh de- do definitely 100 100% like it was really good because like, I worked I worked in hospitality right which is like well firstly I worked at the bars like I worked at Slim's and I was been doing bartending and shit like that for like eight years and so that was like the first step for me to kind of like oh my god I'm gonna pursue it because I just couldn't make work anymore they're only open friday sundays right and i'll be be touring so they're like what is the point of you working here you can't work when we're open and i'm like yeah good point they're like really supportive about it and then blackwoods was like my little middle ground where i was like you know what that still kind of like is a consistent um income while i can still do music and i can make it work you know because like i don't need to do during the week is is fine you know yeah yeah so it's like flexible so like I was happy doing that, you know, and I was happy being uh, like around like, dude, like, you know, you guys and I met so many cool people and stuff from there and, and, and it was like an extra form of income because that's the one thing that was the biggest factor in pursuing a music career, man, is your mental health just goes whoop down the drain fucking upload well, lo- just the, of because of money or just because of like you're on the high and then financial all of a sudden low. Yep. Well, you, Finan- live, Finan- you live by yourself as well at that time hey no or i, I lived live with, with my mizzo oh yeah oh yeah yeah i had a mizzo yeah. holy okay. oh, oh yeah, shit yeah. 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 Forgot. Yeah, yeah, and that would have been stressful as well dude 100 percent man relationship yeah yeah touring stuff like yeah, that yeah would she and, come I, with you? Uh, no, because it would be expensive, right? Yeah. It'd be, and she's like a was a high achiever, so she was like a scholarship psych psych, psych student, and like you know doing her her PhD and stuff like that. Like, sorry, her masters, and um and and she you know so she was like super like always going to you know always studying and stuff like that. And I was completely on the opposite spectrum, man. But like I think communication at that sense is like is the best thing. So like, you know, every time we, we go to um, play at a city when there was like something that almost like happened, you know, like if I like almost cheated on her or some shit, I'll tell her straight up. Bro, I can, uh, like, I can just imagine because like even even as a, as a bloke or if you put yourself in like a girl's perspective, bro, you would have to, she would have to be so secure in like who yeah. she is and feel so like have like 100% trust that yeah. you're not going to do something. If yeah. you're like literally you're partying every weekend yeah we'd like hot chicks around that there's drinks flowing everywhere like yeah. bro like she would have to be so fucking well that was a thing so like i never drank like i only started drinking like mid my music career oh true yeah so like we went everything sober like we had a rider and everything which is like you know what they have to get you these drinks when you play a show and you send it to like our management will send it to them and then they'll provide a big bucket ice a bunch of alcohol a bunch of whatever um, we just give them away to the people that come to the show and stuff. Um, and then it wasn't when my mental health started getting hella like, cause I, I get anxiety like hell bad. I get nervous before a set mm. when I was when I was in in the duo. Like that was when it started arising, and then you know I resolved to drinking. Is that it's better now? Like I'm you know I faced I faced that fear of performing now, but back then it was really really hard. Hey, like I'll just yeah. always have like oh my god I'm gonna screw up. Oh my god I'm gonna screw up. And she was there since the start of my music career, so she kind of knows me as a person anyway, and she has that trust because I'm like I, I, I'm a big communicator. So like in a relationship, you have to really talk to people, and like especially if you have a partner. Now it's a whole different story because I'm single, but like then then that, that's how she was like you know constantly reassuring her and stuff like that. But it did yeah so much thing because I had that you know I had like you know the, the money situation because you know if you ended up going like t- touring and then it, it was like um you know it wasn't like a big enough leg or that, that then you had to fork out your own money mm-hmm. that's like and then you get to pay rent and you still stuff you know like you know one really understands that as a duo 
you're still one brand, right? Oriental Craving is still one brand. We don't get paid as two people. Yeah. You could you could be a solo act and be touring on the same circuit as us. I, we'd, we'd meet up. You'd get paid like, you know, four grand for an hour. I'd, we'd get paid four grand an hour as well, but we have to split it. Yeah, you're making two double people, essentially. You yeah. know? And especially you started to like get a team around you as well. Yeah, like that's slowly like when we, as we progressed, it was like the smart move was to, you know, people that did stuff better than we did just delegated it and then there were people that come up to you with all different kinds of like skills and they had they're pursuing their own careers and they're like really believe in your project want to you know be a part of it and then and then that happened that's how, how it happens you know if you just don't be a dick they'll usually help help you out so so did, you, yeah you go i was gonna say so do you with your mental health bro do you reckon it was like were you like depressed and stuff as well or just, just i didn't the know See, i'm a stubborn i'm a stubborn piece of shit i didn't know i was depressed i just thought that we, I needed to do more, but I didn't, you know, I needed to, what I needed to do was take a step back and enjoy what I've done, what I've created and appreciate every single release you've done. Appreciate all the little wins, which is something that not a lot of people tend to do in the music career, you know, like, for example, like, you know, all these DJs would play our shit, right? Like you had fucking Dylan Francis said, our, like said our name and stuff and on the radio talked about us, dude never met the cunt in my life <laughs> dude i don't know where the fuck you found us from and i was kind of was like oh yeah whatever you know alice in one landed the same thing it was kind of like oh whatever we need to make something else like when i look back at now when i'm in a much better headspace i'm just kind of like man i kind of like regret not being there living it in the moment and just appreciating like fuck me like Bro, that fucking happened well, i remember you know when I mean? you told me that alice in wonderland had played because you told me that you had hit her up what like an hour before I set, not yeah, even, and then yeah. she just like was like, yeah, fine, like so. It's, it's I'll like play it. yeah, thinking outside of the box, and so like I know she was headlining EDC Las Vegas, right? And 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 like so, I wanted to catch her. I was waiting there, like literally, on my, like we had, we had a track and stuff finished, and I knew it was a fucking banger track. It came together in like six hours, and I was like, this is gonna fucking bang, dude. Someone has to play this in EDC, and Alison wanna lands our best shot because she's always held responsive to people, right? Um, and I was just waiting for it. So, oh, so like the ring around and thing, like she put a story. It's like prepping for EDC, like hell knows, like bam. <laughs> she, I know she was on the phone. Message her straight away. I'm like, Alex, oh, I got this song and stuff like that. You know, if you need some new tunes to play out, here's one. I put, put it out there, bro, like scene straight away. Listen to her and she's like, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think I still have the message, bro, on my, on my fucking phone. Yeah, maybe you showed me. I was like, fuck, bro, that's and, so sick. And then, and then she's like, I'm going to play this mid-set EDC. And I was like, no fucking way. Um, watch the live stream with Eugene. I'm like, oh, I watched it. We're, and we were just there sitting in. And then I heard like the intro of the song. And I was like, oh my God, fuck. And when he did, like he had it recording already like the the set uh, and then yeah and then she played it and that like that kick-started like our career to a, to a better height you know and then from then on it was just like momentum after momentum that's you know? fucking crazy right i remember when you told me bro like did did you like understand how big that was at the time or like when you're saying appreciate little things or was that just like another thing you that so, so that was that was like a big thing like as in like because that was before the whole depression like before like i was getting you know the mental health stage was getting held bad because that was before we went touring and stuff like that right that was like at this phase when you're like creating stuff and then you're just like oh let's let's you know let's see how let's see how it goes you know we we had like a pretty decent following in soundcloud then just because um we were releasing a whole bunch of um like flips and stuff like that and so we we're building some traction but this is one of the ones that like 
first firstly put us on the map you know and then yeah, there was a few more releases and stuff from then yeah but it was just like it was just insane dude and then from then like i was like i talked to her i'm like thank you so much it was incredible then out of all the songs she played in edc someone put it on twitter and then it blew up on twitter and was like what the hell is this song that that she transitioned to it and then that blew it up even more and then she was like oh yeah i sent it to diplo and I sent it to jaws and i was like shit bro it, it, <laughs> it's crazy how something like that like a simple message can have such a fucking big effect bro like yeah it's like a, me- a tiny message that you did like almost shooting into the blanks yeah ripple effect bro. it's kind of just like you know you're probably you're not really expecting anything oh well yeah. may as well give it a crack and it's like you get a bit of like she reciprocates the energy and it's like bang all of a sudden it's like boom you know it's, your career has ta- yeah, got like a big fucking yeah, boost bro it's like a boost right? crazy. and then like when that happens you have to help capitalize on it make more shit put, put more things out you know well, that's one thing I, I, I regret it was like when we were starting to build up traction like um our manager and stuff like that was kind of like all right guys we got to stop we get we got to give it give it some give it a breather so people can hype you up whereas like that in that era was when the industry was shifting to um like more releases like they were demanding for more releases and stuff like that it was, it was shifting to that part because nowadays to make it big you have to have literally like 50 tracks and then put out like two a month like you have to it's so hard to be relevant because there's so much clutter and so much noise you have to to stand out you have to constantly put shit out right and that would have been the perfect time for us to just kept going on with the momentum but like we were like now let's put out one song every three months we should have been churning out two songs a month and that slowed down our traction and that's what i kind of like hell regret hey well that's bro that's like marketing 101 bro i mean i don't know if you know i'm studying marketing bro it's like if you're not, you got to stay fresh in people's head, bro. Yep. And unfortunately, like these days, if you're relevant, you have the relevance. If you fall off relevance for like a month, it's right, done. It's it's done. They're onto the next thing, bro. They're onto the next thing. Hundred percent. People have a three second, um, yeah, attention span, bro. Yeah. So like, you got to constantly be like, new track. They're like, holy shit, new track, new video, new video. Legit. Like you got to just be in their head so that they can never ever forget about you. Yeah, and that's how that's like how the you wheel top. gets heavier, right? And then once it starts spinning, like, and, and you start building traction, it actually because of the, the how the industry is like, your stuff will get around much easier. But to make that fucking wheel spin is a fucking new different story, you know? Like, you know, when you, it slowly starts spinning when you release that, you know, release mixes, fucking put videos out, it slowly starts spinning and then you got to keep fucking fueling that to make it spin. And then when it does, it'll, it'll spin itself because it's a big wheel. But to start it off, man, is a fucking piece of work. Hey? It's a grind, bro. Yeah. Even, even like now with my own solo project, man, like I'm four, four tracks down, five tracks down. You know, I started like five months ago. The first track I released, I think it's almost hit 100K on Spotify. But like, you know, that, that, that's nothing nowadays, you know? Like, it's just, it's, that's how cra- crazy it is. Like, Was that know? the rum and spice? Yeah, rum with the spice. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's a completely different take on it, but it's just like, oh, it's, it's, it's whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not like, oh my God, fuck you. You know, it's just kind of <laughs> like whatever. It's, it's I, I know I have to put way more work into it. Like, I probably have to put like 20 something songs out before my, my brand starts solidifying and becoming like oh yeah this guy produces himself you know? i really like your new song bro yeah cheers what the white and gray yeah that's my vibe, dog thanks how was uh you said your relationship with uh your mate 
like sort of dwindled out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did COVID have an impact on that? Because you weren't Fucking able both, to tour. It was oh, it was not because of COVID. <clears throat> it was because um, it started off because. So how funny is this, right? Okay, it's not funny. It fucking sucks. <laughs> but the, we had, we were named Oriental Cravings, and we we had to rebrand it because we just we so we toured around Australia, we toured around New Zealand. It was like yeah, done and dusted, done. We even did dates in Asia, China, and when we were literally like ready, we were ready to go tour in the states, like the whole team our agency knew we were ready we we're getting pitch, pitched out to them even the, the they were like wanting to pick us up the only hurdle that they fucking got the only objection was the name no one wanted to pull the trigger on us because they felt like it was going to get backfired on them because of the word oriental in the in the, in the name so what was the what was offensive about the oriental yeah, part all right this is, get this right so can't be like oh our oriental bro it's like it, it's you know it's pretty like politically incorrect dude it's like saying the n-word but for asians okay man say the n-word dude i can't say the n-word well you just said oriental so how is it the same oh you true that's a good bro wait but don't you aren't, don't you have some asian background anyway bro i'm indonesian 100 percent. so i speak mate? fluent indonesian eugene is malaysian chinese brother yeah. that, that's like me being black and then being like oh m- like Think of my name yeah. Yep. yep. NWA. Yeah, they're black, yep. right? It's not, oh, oh. But but back then it's completely different to now. Yeah. Because America is so PC as hell, you know. Oh my. But even, even mate. like um, like African American artists and like the grime scene in uh, the UK with yeah. the with the black people over there, like bro, if you listen to their songs, they're all saying those types of words. I know. Words. Hey, that's wild like, to me, bro. But but, it's, but, that, but that's but see again, that's like in them. That's like the, that's the culture of rap, right? Yeah. Is 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 being like how derogatory. It's being how like rude, and it's being how upfront with it because that's the whole arts of it. Whereas in in e, you know EDM, like making making like you know trap music, making bass music and stuff like that, they want to tour on the circuit, bro. We we were co-headlining in Sydney, and an American um, artist, their whole management said that they didn't want to put the posters up because our name was on there. Because they're like, you know, no, you know, it, would, it wouldn't be good for his followers because, you know, you know, next build next to you guys, it's, it's you know, the, the name is politically incorrect. It's like, Dude, yeah. Americans, well, sucked, bro. bro, any of you Americans <laughs> here, you suck, eh? I don't even care, bro. Keep watching, but you suck. Yeah. But, bro, honestly, like some of the shit that's going on over there is... It's it's crazy. So like you know when you when you lo- when you change your name, man, you pretty much lose the whole brand. Yeah, because you, you build up so many crave. things. Like there's no way. Like honestly, like I swear to God, like only ten percent of people like caught on. Like the the rest was just like oh rest in peace. Someone like even put the, the video of us and was like oh rest in peace Oriental Cravings, like on 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 an Arrow Grimes fan page because we were like, um you know one of one of our songs that went hella viral was like. In pretty much yeah, like you know praised by him um and so we you know he, he was kind of a big part of our career as well and like we were like fuck we're not going anywhere and then this kind of like putting rip you know and people yeah. were just like, like oh yeah, damn. fuck that would have been brutal because eh? that was that was why you had to rebrand to crave right yeah yeah which the which, name bro it's fucking sucks. that i mean it's the problem i mean i actually don't think the name's too bad it's more so the fact that like anyone that in like the back of their head might have someone like if just through conversation or oriental cravings like they'll be like oh i've heard of them like fuck yeah, like, yeah. who's that but then if you're like oh you know craves plan they're like they're like who don't, yeah no never shit. heard of that before. no shit dude whereas like because they've heard oriental cravings yeah. it's like 
Oh fuck! I feel like I've heard them. They'll set yeah. you up. Oh, I'll yeah. go. I'll go watch and that. And the name is so so, so it it, it kind of like sticks out, you know, because we we're doing so many little like fucking videos, and we were sponsoring them around like in Australia, and so like we our content was quite relevant at, at at one point where we were just always putting out videos, always putting out content, and people were engaging with it, and they were kind of like we like oh man the OC boys, you know, Oriental boys and stuff like that. But like in Australia. It's, took us up with open arms like they they love the name most everyone that i've talked to they're like dude don't change the name that's the fucking fun part of air brand is the fact that you had a weird ass name like that because you know no one else would ever thought about making a fucking name like that who <laughs> who would but the whole point was like it was named from after a restaurant it was not named like you know one time i even had like a video where i was trying to like you know interview random people in the street in sydney and i'm like oh when i say the word oriental what's the first thing that pops up into your head and they're like Asian food or like you know noodles, spring though. rolls noodles and then there's one dude that said Asian bitches and I was like and moving on from him you know I was nah, like that's dude, funny you know so obviously the fucking your duo thing it came to an end yeah you parted ways I mean was a was there a point where you like obviously because you, you're at such a high you yeah. toured you, like you said you're ready to go to the states and when all that comes crashing not crashing down but it comes to an end type of thing mm-hmm. Was there a point where you almost gave music up? Or Fucking you- oath, man. Like, oh, dude, so much, bro. So much, like, so much me just, like, talking to myself, just, like, because, dude, that's the biggest thing, man. Like, the biggest freaking thing that I can, like, oh, because, like, I know you want to get into music. One thing that you got to look forward to is just constantly being let down. Like, you can die and someone will still let you down after <laughs> your fucking death, bro. Like, yeah, it, it is a constant battle of being keeping your head high after being let down it it it, it fucking it sucks especially when you're getting into the circuit where like you imagine you're 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 like you know making music and touring you're making music and touring you're both hell good friends then they have one more slot of fucking festival and then you fucking get it and you don't you're gonna be like what the fuck what am i doing wrong you're gonna start like dude i'm I must be so shit compared to ev like this sucks you know like why is his music much better than mine getting praise on mine? Why is he being built? Like you just start comparing yourself. You start like just doubting so much self-doubt, bro. It's like the worst fucking kind of shit that you go through. Um, and it, it was lucky enough that, you know, there was two of us because so then we can kind of like bounce off each other and like better each other up. But it that was like the biggest, biggest struggle. Mm. And, and like, yeah, I 100% almost gave up so many times, dude. I was kind of just like, fuck this shit. But then you got to like learn to to take time off and then come back to it later. And that's, and that's what you did between the joy ending and then what you're doing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, see, now, like, space? right now, I'm still, uh, man, like, I, I, even yesterday, bro, I was getting hella emotional and just sitting there, like, as I work at a gym, right, I'm sitting there, like, like, I run at a gym and, you know, and I'm kind of like, fuck, dude, I've just kind of gone kind of backwards, you know, take a step down and, like, I'm working again. I'm not putting as much time I am in music. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm getting, I'm like, moving away from my fucking dream you know and i gotta fucking do something about that um and you, yeah just so a lot of self-reflection but i think you end up hell maturing as a person more when you get into a creative career because you have so much self-reflection that you gotta do yeah bro no we've we've even experienced that with what we're doing so exactly. like it's like a video doesn't do as well as you thought it would or like yeah. it didn't go as well as last oh, week's one and then you're like fuck we thought that was gonna be yes. so fucking good like why why did Bro, that not pop off 100 percent. i think you're quite good at doing this is like just catching yourself in the moment and yeah. being like 
it's not that bad. Like, yeah, bro. But you go again, type of. I reckon yeah. that's something you've probably developed over the years, you're to be honest. Because yeah. at the start, like, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine that like you guys would have put out a song for uh, Oriental Cravings, and you would have had yeah. like, say, say it did a quarter of what yeah. your other song did. You would have been like, what 100%, the fuck, bro? Yeah, this 100%. one's the best song we've ever made yeah. in your head. Yeah. But then it would shit. And then and one that you fucking make in fucking one day goes and fucking blows up bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro and you're just like fuck it and then and then it's just constant like of your like self-reflection and learning from that that you just kind of like you know what you're just gonna just start putting things out there's, there's there's nothing to measure you know you can't really measure anything like you can't measure that oh this one's gonna get picked up this one isn't you just gotta like it's it's so so much luck is involved in it as well oh yeah you for throw, sure. throw shit at the wall until something sticks man that's all what it is. Okay. That, that one's there for everyone there. Like, because I feel like that's the biggest thing getting into any creative field where it's yeah. like you want to be a YouTuber, whether you want to be a DJ, whether you want to be a producer, whether you want to be whatever it is, yeah. a photographer. Just start throwing shit, bro. Bro. Start. If something sticks, then you'll be like, well, let's prepare, go down this road. Prepare for mental struggle. Prepare to be let down. Prepare to be disappointed. Prepare to, to work long fucking hours and receive shit all back. That's that's the big one, I think, the yeah. hours. People, like, for even your solo project, yeah. right? I imagine, like, anyone that went to that show, they see you play for an hour and a half, right? Yeah. They're like, oh, that was cool, hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, they didn't see the fucking hours of the prep that you've been doing for yeah, that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. That the songs you've been making, because you had a few unreleased yeah, tracks yeah, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah, exactly, like, man. Bro, they don't yeah, see yeah. all that. Yeah. They see the hour and a half that you play, you get paid for your hour and a half or whatever yeah. and then it's like on to the next one but yeah. and people are just waiting for the next one and they Always, want you to yeah. do it next week they're like yeah. oh what like for us they're like bro surely you guys can do like three podcasts a week I'm like cunt do you even understand <laughs> yeah. I have like a job yeah, uni bro exactly, like, I'm a busy dude. man everyone, like, everyone just always just sees the surface man so much work to put in there but like in, in creative careers though like that bit of success that when it happens it, it feels like nothing else bro oh, it is 100%. the biggest high you can ever get right bro like the, I played my first in the first club gig. Obviously, thanks to you. Yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, Quincy was the the bloke that like, <laughs> hit me up for that, bro. I was on like cloud nine, bro. For yeah. me, that's like the the biggest fucking win. Yeah. That well, obviously, it is the biggest win I've ever had, like in the DJing field yeah. t- today. So it's like, bro, I was on fucking like I was fucking cracked out fucking of my brain. Crazy. <laughs> see, I like, see, it can, and I love, and I love that, like the, the the fact that I could help you do that. You know, like next time I want to put you on the stage downstairs. And then, you know, then you, you'll probably lose your head even fucking more because <laughs> yeah, it'd be right. like fucking proper visuals, <laughs> yeah. proper sound system and stuff. Like, it'll be like you're on a fucking stage and shit like that, right? That was such a sick event. Was it successful? Like everyone was pretty happy? Like, yeah, everyone. Right? It was good. It was really good turnout and shit like that. It was like the first time I ran like my own like takeover. And because the guys that ran it, um, like the whole fucking thing, the one that owns the whole thing, um, bro, like when I was first starting music and I was working as a bartender and shit, he was first getting into events. So I remember, I still remember the day when he, he's like, Jared was like, oh, dude, like I'm running this event over in Subiaco. You should come check it out, man. It's called, it's, it's called Flawless. Went, Bro, now this cunt's like running seasons and shit, you know? Oh, true. You, are you playing or? Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm probably playing in the, the Silent Disco one because like I hell like I'll hollered at him hell, hell fucking hell late, you know? I was kind of just like, oh. Fuck, maybe know. we'll see you there, bro. Yeah, I might yeah. be, I might not remember. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's, you know, it's all great fun. Like, but nowadays things are shifting, you know? It's not like, like back in the day, like EDM was such a thing, trap music, you know? Now people are like hell into live music a little bit more and, um, you know, rap has taken over the whole music mm, scene, oh, dude. Yeah. Whole music scene. So no one really gives a shit about the stuff that I'm putting out if it doesn't have vocals and stuff anymore. 
Um, so is that what is that what your biggest decision was? Because obviously, well, not, not obvious for anyone else, but mm. for like me seeing it. So like you guys went from pretty pretty like heavy EDM shit, not yeah. not like um not like a basic house track. So you guys were putting out yeah. like you know trap music, dubstep that yeah. sort of that sort of scene. Yeah, and then to go from that into um. Was was the run with the spice? Was that the, your first track that was? Yeah, my first track, my solo act. Yeah, yeah, and that was obviously like singing, and that yeah. was a bit more. Um, because there's like I want to showcase to people that I'm like, man, I'm not just a trap producer. I, don't, I can make any genre, you know. I mean, it was good, bro. Yeah, like, thanks, it was a good bro. track. So yeah. I fucking like love making it. It's kind of like it's something something different, you know. Sometimes you want to take a take a step back, and it's like you know maybe like I like making stuff like this, you know. Then maybe I like making something housey, you know. But I still have. Three, three songs that I've already signed that are coming out on a new label in the next three months for um, like it's a whole banger EDM shit. That's the ones that Bro, you saw me play. <laughs> my mate was like standing up. I was up, I was just watching. I was standing like straight after myself. I was just standing up on the top balcony yeah, and I was yeah, just yeah. looking down at uh, like next to you. Well, like not I was upstairs, yeah. but I was next to you just like watching you. Um, and I was just like holy fuck bro like <laughs> fucking, it was going off bro and yeah, i was like yeah. i was like to my mate because my mate had never heard of you but yeah. he loves like dubstep and stuff oh fuck. and then i was just like i was like nah bro it sounds like pretty sick bro you just like you just wait and then you played that track and it was kind of like it was like flipping it was almost like a flipping genres but in yeah, the track yeah it was like a fucking hard like slower drop and then it was like a then, doo, doo, yeah doo, yeah, like yeah. That, it was yeah that transy shit and i was like Fuck, bro! Like, oh, shit, like, oh, it was sick, bro. I, like, I boost your ego, but yeah, I was fucking, I, I was <laughs> no, fucking five right now. Honestly, one of my favorite songs I've made as well. Like, I, I fucking love that one just because, like, the switch up. Yeah, and um, that's when I want to try and kind of do a lot more with my heavier productions. It's like doing a lot more switch ups because that's the thing that people like nowadays. I it's think like, they'll catch on, bro. I think they'll catch on heavy. People, yeah, yeah, like people. Oh, I love that shit, and heaps yeah. of my like people I know love that shit. So fuck yeah, dude! Oh, I can't wait, man, to play that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's coming out. Hopefully, like either if it's not next month, the month after, just need to sort. Yeah, the the, the label that was started up just has to sort their shit out. But I'm so excited to start releasing heavy music again, dude. Because yeah, I fucking miss it, man. Nah, that'd be fire. Yeah, I'll have, definitely, I'll definitely listen to that. You said um, people's interests have changed, and like like certain people out there aren't interested in terms of like what you're making because they're on vocals and whatnot. And yeah, like that. Um, have you gotten to the point in like your career though where you're not gonna like um, bow down to like social yeah, norms? Yeah, never ever bow down to social because, norms because like dude. it'll make you happy. Then it's like even w- with what we're doing, like people want us to fucking talk about like us basically like fucking talking about sex, everything like that, bro. And it's like, well, like yes, we'll speak about that here and there, but like <laughs> it's not gonna like we want to do what like we want to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um. If that if we lose a few followers from that, or we, if we already lose, have. If we lose a yeah. few views, then um, so be it. But we know that that core group that we have is going to be more beneficial beneficial for yeah, us right. in the future, as opposed to like doing what works right now. Yeah, so yeah, hundred percent. Are you doing that? Yeah. So like, like you, obviously, like you just gotta be. You, you gotta like know what you want to make, you know, and and like kind of have a goal. I, I don't ever like make a certain genre because like. Or because someone else wants me to make it. Yeah. I only make it whatever I'm inspired by. Um, it kind of sucks because I'm inspired by a lot of things. And like I like, I appreciate so much rap music. I appreciate house music. I appreciate jazz, acoustic music. So I have like all that kind of vibe of songs like Hell Coming Out, you know. Um, and I still appreciate like heavy, heavy music. And do you like, reckon that comes from being sorry, bro? I cut you yeah, off. But do you reckon that comes from being like a DJ? Because I I feel like for yeah. me personally, bro, I used to. Like I'll listen to everything now. Yeah, what's and, good, and I'll appreciate like 
everything because it, it means like, wow. it means you have a good that, that's already a good foundation for you as a dj and as someone who wants to get into creative space because like you have no idea how much influence you can get from other genres Mm. that's the thing man like if you only listen to dubstep and you want to be a dubstep dj and you want to produce dubstep and you want to be played by all the dubstep artists i guarantee your production is going to sound like every other dubstep dude yeah yeah you know no. but like you know like for, for me it was like i want to make bass music i never said with what type of bass music i just want to make something heavy but i also but I like i would never ever listen you'll never catch me at fucking home listening to fucking rhythm or, 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 <laughs> or full-on intense drum and bass or dubstep. I fucking love them. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't listen to them because that's not where I get my inspiration from. So all the stuff I make my music from, I get it from other, other, other genres and I implement that into the techniques and into what makes the genre. If, you know, what makes the genre dubstep is certain a few things, right? And then I take the inspiration from like jazz and shit like that and I integrate it into it. You know, just the way, like the movements, the chords, um, the, the the type of the type of like synths that go into it. Yeah. Um, to, so that so that when I do make a piece of work, it's like shit that sounds like no one else's, yeah. which is that's just what like we I get we get told is just like our stuff sounds hella unique in the way we we do our shit. Yeah, like I was you, about to say yeah. that. So yeah, like you to. just said, I mean, um, say like an up and coming guitar player, and he like loves John Mayer. If he all he does is just listen to John Mayer. Dude, he's going to sound... All he's going to do is sound exactly the exactly same. Exactly like John Mayer. And John Mayer's already out there, bro. Yep. You, you don't need another John Mayer, bro. Yeah, and people are going to listen to John Mayer over Joe Bloggs from... Exactly who's, right. who's trying to be John Mayer. Yeah. But not 100%. a lot of people... Not a lot of like, up-and-coming artists who want to do that. They don't catch yeah. themselves. They don't like yeah. um, realise that, like you just said, you yeah. can't just like... I mean, I, I've heard that a lot of successful people don't let themselves <laughs> listen to... like. They might love it, but they don't let themselves listen to that genre, that genre yep. because it'll influence their music way too much and their songwriting process. Hundred percent, man. Not? It's it, your subconscious picks up so much, so much information, and you don't realize like how much, how like you, you. yeah, how, how how much you implement like uh, techniques and other sounds from other genres until you start making it yourself, like until you start making the music. Yeah. Like you say, you want to get into production, you 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 face all those obstacles. You see. Like you start hearing like shit on the radio, like, and then you, you know, you want to make a fucking pop song, and then it'll clash too if you want to make like a fucking drum and bass song or a dubstep song. Completely different formulas, right? Yeah. Completely different ways to make it, but there's no rules though. So like, that's what's the fun part is like you can't don't set yourself limitations. Like, oh, I can't do this because oh, who fucking says? You know, you can do whatever the fuck you want. That's the beauty of the creative industry, I guess, bro, isn't bro, it? Bro, I farted in a microphone and made a song out of it. Wait, actually, like, and it's not that hard. Did dude. you actually do that? Yeah, you can, it's dude, literally ten minutes. I can oh. do it. I can, I can, I can make a fucking, <laughs> I can make a dubstep song with my fart. Bro, do you remember the a movie that we love? We are your friends. Have you seen it with Zac Efron? And yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, yeah. when they're in the um, when he's in that bloke's the rich bloke's studio. <laughs> and um, he's just on his MacBook and he's using those like you, um, like real general like I know what it was like tracks on his Mac it's just that the actual and then, and then the guy's the like what are you doing he's like pick up some fucking random shit he just starts banging stuff he's like create your own sounds bro yeah. stop using all this generic shit yeah, and, the like, end, and yeah. at the end of the song like I think like a nail gun was like the kick yeah, yeah. and then like obviously a drum was like him running and, like, yeah, 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 yeah yeah and then him panting was like a little like the little yeah like yeah. in the background yeah yeah shit yeah, like that yeah. like I think like you, yeah, it's kind yeah, of what see, you're saying. Yeah, 100% shit like that, man. Like, and then sometimes like you, you can speak into a, 
man, you can speak into a microphone and then you can like a bits of a phrase can just like come out out of that. You put a reverb and you put a delay and then it sounds like a, oh, you know, like <laughs> fucking sounds sick. Like, I was going to say, you should actually Loki. I'm not even kidding. You should do a YouTube video um, making a, a, a song out of a fart. Yeah. Swear to God. Dude. Bro, that will bang. I'm not even kidding. I'll, I'll watch it. On TikTok, it would 100%. Yeah, bro, that will, if you, actually do that. Do a TikTok. Do you have a TikTok? Uh, Bro, I do have a TikTok, TikTok, but I haven't. I, I I was making videos during lockdown last year when I kept, when this whole lockdown thing happened, and I was making the most fucking just random shit. Hey, Bro, you, you should look. you should definitely do that the farting video, Bro, because I just keep just cut it up. So be like, all right, this is now my kick from like obviously do the fart, then yeah. this is my kick, this is my whatever you need for to make your song up, and yeah. then just be like, all right, this is my song, and then bro, it will go so viral. Yeah. Like, you, I'm sweat. That's a million views straight yeah. up. No, I'm not even joking. I should, I should, I should do a series where I just like turn this into dubstep. I'm just gonna turn random everything. sounds. Yeah, bang! I, there you go. Turning random sounds. Let us know if you want to see that. <laughs> I turning random sounds. Yeah. So Dude. you're. Uh, <laughs> imagine, imagine. That. I'm gonna turn like oh, like a video <laughs> of you guys on your podcast, like laughing or something, and then I'll turn it into a fucking dubstep song. I think someone right. did that for Jamal and Deal. Did they? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Not, not. But it was like a homemade. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure they just. Yeah, it wasn't. They just kind of took them I know talking, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> nah, bro, that would, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I had a look at your little your little studio setup, bro. It was fucking dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was four in the morning, five in the morning. I was fucking smashed. But, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> still sick. Um, no, it's sick, yeah. What's so, it? yeah, are you DJing often now? I, I DJ see you, like two or three times a week, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but like, I haven't, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been pro, because I just have residencies. So, that's where I have been. I've been, been, proactively looking for gigs when i was doing that i could get like five gigs a week which was sick you know and like when i was first djing which is when i was like which was like last year because believe it or not i've only been djing for a year technically and um you know I, that was hell fun just playing a bunch of different places but now i'm just locked down residency so i have like you know rosters every month that comes out like i'll be playing here i'll be playing so here. when you say like a residency like does that mean you're so residencies is what like you as a person who ever wants to dj it's like the best thing you can get because it's recurring gigs and the same venue and you're building up relationship with that venue and the promoters in that venue and so like like for example i have residency at synagogue at the arbor so like last year for, during new years they put me a main stage countdown in front of three thousand people you know what I mean? So like, because like I was, I'm, I was loyal. I'm loyal to, to them and the people booking me and stuff like that. Always helping them out. It's just like residencies of that. And then I get, I get given a roster. Like, okay, this month, you know, because you're paying, playing these three weekends. So it's essentially like having a real job, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. is that like contracted? So like they no, have it's not. So it's all, all still casual. Like you could fuck up one time. Yeah, and they'll just be like, and, and like, like, and like I kind of did because like I started going, getting hell drunk and going hell too ham. Like some of these, I get, man, when I, when I, I get, I'm so prone to suggestions when I'm so lit and people are just like, dude, play some wubs. And I'm just here, Arba, fucking old cat. And then the fucking, like, the manager's coming down and just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, it's like, dude, it's so lit. And like, like they're going off, bro. But like, that's not what they want, you know? Yeah, 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 and then yeah. next month, one set the whole month. I'm like, fuck. Bro, yeah. how enough. shit. That's how amazing. shit are song requests, bro? Bro, it I is get... the fucking worst. Okay, when you go out there, when you're DJing, have Snapchat open. 
take a photo with a blank thing and just leave it there. Because then they're going to start putting some of these and you're going to put some of these with a big fat N-O by the front of their face. <laughs> right. Like, bro, when I was... Because I'm DJing a house party. Yeah, That's yeah. predominantly what I'm doing like, yeah. at the moment just for like money, I you guess. You get so Helps much like, of people just fucking going here. And it's like word of mouth people. Yeah. But bro, like so many people like want to... They're like, oh, where are you playing next? Like after yeah. the thing, I'm like, no, nowhere yet. Yeah, like, yeah. Honestly, i got to start hitting up some promoters and shit. Um, but like... Bro, the amount of people at house parties, like I'll have a vibe. You know, you like, I mean, the, it's literally the job of the DJ to set the vibe. Yeah. And it's like, I've got this vibe that I'm going to work through, you know, start slow, get work to dance floor, get some people yeah. on the dance floor and then try to keep them there. Yeah. And then I have fucking some 45-year-old milf mum come up to me and she's <laughs> oh, like, good. you reckon you can play some fucking bon Jimmy Barnes? Yeah. I'm like, cuz, are you serious? I'm literally playing fucking like 126 Bro. BPM, like some house tracks. Exactly. People are vibing to this stuff and you want me to fucking rip into some like that's, 60, that's what I'm saying, 60 dude. BPM I hate it Jimmy because they, they don't realize how entitled they sound when they do shit like that. Like you want me, like sometimes I just want to sit this white bitch down, bro. <laughs> Next to me, I'm like, yo, motherfucker, listen to it. You want me to stop what I'm doing <laughs> to cater your fucking, like for you, there's a hundred people in here, but you, your decision has to be the most important, does it? It's fucking pisses bro, me I off. Had a, I had an argument with, with the chick one time. Cause like, she was 100%, like, man. They came, she came up three times, bro. I was like, get the fucking message, yeah, bitch. Dude. I'm not going to play your yep, song. Literally. Comes up the third time. She's like, uh, have you played my song yet? I was like, look, honestly, like, I was like, come over here. I said, look at my laptop. I was like, you see this fucking BPM? I was like, look at your BPM of your song. Yeah. See how all these people are dancing like this? Doom, doom. I was like, if I play this 60 BPM track, you're going to be happy. Guess what all these fucking 50 other people are going to do? Go straight it. to the bar and get a drink and not yeah. come back to the dance floor. I have to work for another two hours yes, to get them back dude. here. Literally. But yeah, that, 100%. That, like you said, they only see it for face value, bro. They don't, you know, they see you as like one of those random 60-year-old blokes who owns a pair of speakers and used to do it at like the fucking cricket club type of thing. And, and you're just there to fucking, you know, play music. Bro, no, they bro, want, you're actually taking it seriously. They want their two minutes of happiness yeah. to ruin four hours of a good night for everyone else. The best thing you say is just like, oh, I don't have that song. I don't have that song. I've already got my set played. Like, it, it's annoying to keep saying it, but like, it's just like, bro, I don't even trust women anymore, man. When I'm DJing, I used to like try and go hit on girls. Like, while I'm like, you know, DJing, like you give, give, give the looks and shit. Then they'll come up to you. But like, now every time they come up to you and they, they give you their fucking fuck eyes, you're just like... <laughs> No, I sort of know what you're saying just from because like, I'm literally just like, I, I don't go, oh hey baby, what's up? I'm just like, what do you want? And then they're just like, can you please no get out? And they're just like, oh my god, let's fucking walk away. Yeah. I fucking hate it, bro. Like I was so naive at the start when I was before, and I was like, ooh, fucking, you know. And then sometimes it backfires on me because sometimes they just want to talk to me. And they're just like, you know, like actually trying to hit on me. And then I'm just like telling them to fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and they just sound like a fucking cunt. So like when I have someone on the dance floor, um, I always, you know, I text my mate. I'm like, can you ask, can you just suss out to see what this bitch is doing? Like, yeah, she's a fucking 10, bro. But just like suss it out if I have to tell her to fuck off or not. And he'll message me back and he'll be like... No, no, it's green light, bro. Like, good, she's good. I'm like, okay, good. I can talk to this girl. Nah, that's mad, man. Yeah. So, how many residencies are you at then? Um, so, I play at Arcade. That's some, that was a new one. Um, don't play as often because, like, because like I haven't really given sent them validities. But Arcade, Matter, which is a magnet house on Fridays, Humble, Jackrabbit Slims, and Arbor. So, I have five. So like, that's it. So that's like pretty good. But then again, what like, was the first one you said? A um, arcade. Arcade. Is yeah. that a club? Yeah, that's the one at um in Joondalup. 
So oh, I have it in all there, all yeah. sectors. So like June Lab, Fremantle. Um, oh, and Hugo's. So it's technically six. So I have two in Fremantle, one in June Lab, two in Northbridge, um, one in the city. Fuck but yeah. it's just kind of like, um, you know, it, it, it's... Wait, two in the city, eh? Humble and Magna, or are they the no, same? No, uh, Humble's in, in Northbridge. Oh, oh true, yeah, so yeah, yeah, Slims, okay. yeah. But like, um, I, I generally just end up like sending availabilities to the one, the place that I, that I like, which is Slims, you know, so I play there and Arbor. Yeah, yeah Slims is Slims is dirty, bro. Dude, have you, when was the last time you guys went there? Bro, I've been trying to get all the boys to go back there for the last, probably the last three months Bro, really? I'm telling you, know, it, it is insane, bro. That's well, why you messaged me, bro. And I'll well, set I you on like the door. The, I, I feel like the, um, with, with, with Slims now, I mean, once again, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the last year they've really gone hard on trying to get good, good DJs rather yeah. than just playing the same old shit. Because yeah. I used to go there and it was like, it was all right, but like, yeah, it wasn't really, it yeah. wasn't really my vibe of music. Yeah, but yeah. like now that I'm mean. looking at the DJs, like I love triplet stuff, like DJing yeah. wise. I think she's fucking sick. DJ is yeah, pretty much like too, the yeah. same. Um, likes the same sort of music that I like. Yeah, and yeah. then obviously you. And then yeah. that they're the two. You guys are the two that I've seen predominantly like at yeah. Sims that I know of. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they've they've definitely cracked down on trying to get good DJs. Yeah, they're, they're, they've they've done really well because like again, I used to work there, so it's really really easy for for me. That that, that was like the biggest advantage, obviously, because like most of these people that I've booking and all these things knew me from Oriental Cravings days. So I had it so much easier than a lot of like people that wanted to start a DJ because I was just kind of like, you know what? I want to start DJing. And then they're kind of like, wait, what? Like, yeah, can you put me in somewhere? Like, you know, I don't care. I'll play an opening slot. I don't give a shit. And they were just like, they started putting me all these places. And then, then that's when I got locked down for residencies, but it's not normal for anyone to just DJ and fucking lock down that many residencies, you know, you're gonna hell hustle for it, you know, because you gotta obviously make a name for yourself. I was lucky enough that I made kind of a name for myself doing making music that it was that it translated over to doing the DJing side. Before you know, your normal average Joe, it's just kind of like, why should I? Why should they give you the set when they could have given someone else the set? You know, like that. And so that's yeah, I what think makes it I hard. think networking is the biggest thing. Yeah, like, that's the biggest thing I'm finding too. And obviously, the podcast has helped. Yeah, like leaps and bounds because mm-hmm. like. I mean, it's sort of, in a way, it's sort of helped reconnect. Because you, you saw our, our podcast, me talking about DJ. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 listened, I listened to it, like a few episodes of your podcast and stuff already. And yeah, and I heard you talking about it and like how you're inspired by Avicii and shit, you know, and like, and, you know, and I was kind of like in, in my head, I'm like, dude, I have this fucking event. Like, I'll get fucking Evan, Evan set, if, you know. Yeah, no. Nah. And it's like, I think like, it's helped, like the podcast has already helped us sort of reconnect as like, friends yeah. from work obviously yeah. then you drift but now nah, it's cool yeah. and like obviously you're in you're heavily in the in the in the particularly yeah. in perth in that space um yeah so like yeah using you <laughs> yeah 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 but that's uh, yeah it's good that's what it is because like I, I love anyone that's doing anything creative bro and like like i love what you guys are doing here with like the podcast and shit like that i think it's hella interesting you know and like that you guys are just like taking a leap and just going you know what let's do it like we've been wanting to talk about it fucking do it like that's only, only creative minds think that way though the bro it like net nowadays it's like when did it become like uncool to try bro 100 percent, man i don't know why people i've heard so many people like so many successful people is like fuck anyone who like just shits dude, on you dude, because bro exactly man like you're just like oh like 
Welcome to the real world. No, bro. That's just a... You just mm. got to get past that. That's yeah. fucking fake, bro. It, dude, it does 100%. not exist, bro. Oh, I got to ask you but this. But you can take yeah. the fucking... The basic... Basic route state. That's, where, that's, where, you, that's, where, that's where you stand. Like, the hardest part is to, just, is to just do it, you know? Because you have so many obstacles and so many people... Like, once you break through that barrier of not giving a fuck what other people think... They will bro, all come back as well. But that's what I was going to ask you. When you that. started, say, like, touring or whatever, did you get people, like, hitting you up, like, old friends and stuff like saying like oh you reckon you can get, it, get me you reckon you can get me like free drinks bro you can get me in the 100%, door here like, dude 100 percent. but like good thing like you know I, I i was nice enough that like you know i can you know i'll, I'll let them say like, no one's ever fucking asked me like really stupid questions like oh can you get me in the fucking you know in this festival and stuff like that and like thank god you know but like if i had a show they, they would be like, oh, hey, we, you know, we want to come support you and stuff like that. Like, I've, I've got them like reconnected, we, you know, reconnected friendships definitely from that. They're like, dude, I've been listening to your shit, man. Like, I didn't even know it was you and people saying stuff like that. And like, that's amazing. You know, people that I wasn't even friends with in high school and then there they are at my fucking show. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, front no, that's row. fire. And so it's, 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 you know, it just depends on how you carry yourself out as well. Um, because you you can be you know doing successfully and still be a fuckhead. Because mm. I, I meet so many people that are like doing you know that I've witnessed you know they really be really nice to me and stuff like that because we're like on the same circuit on the same road. But then to like their fans, they're kind of like I don't want fucking photos with you or like, you know they're like mm. trying to avoid people because they they want to try and put themselves as if like yeah they're they're more important than they are. Whereas I'm just like I don't care like. <clears throat> Dude, but a bunch of the guys that like liked listening to our music and shit one time we were in Brisbane were like, oh, do you want to come to the cast with us? I'm like, fuck it, I'll come to the cast with you. Let's go and watch the fucking FIFA World Cup game yeah. or something, you know? Nah, that, that's <coughs> sick. You, you are like extremely humble. I don't know if it's like, do you, do you know that you're like actually, fuck, I how do I do this without boosting your ego too much? <laughs> no, like, bro, because when I see you, right, I'm seeing you in, in essentially, and I feel like majority of the audience that are interested in yeah. like DJing and stuff, I feel like they're, they're going to see you almost how you might see like Flume. Oh. Sort of thing. The way you see, because he like, because you, you're a lot of people's inspiration, bro, you're like partly my inspiration yeah. to even start. Once I like heard that you were doing it and stuff. Yeah. It's like, that you, that someone, someone like me can do it. You know what I mean? It may, I think, I think I wanted to make it so that it makes people like understand that, you know, not everyone has to be coming from fucking a place of money or a place of wealth or doing this. That's how they got it. Like I was just a normal dude fucking packing boxes just like you, bro. That's, and that, that's what I'm, that's what I think. Like you're, you're insanely humble because yeah. a lot of people that were, that would be in your position, I feel like would be fucking wankers bro yeah dude, like be, yeah. like the people yeah. be like oh can i you reckon you can get me on the guest list they'll be like nah fuck you bro yeah like, who are you like i haven't spoke to you for like it's like yeah I feel like yeah, that sort of shit fucking, i feel like yeah, people people are wankers it does happen yeah but yeah no you're extremely like humble, i, I, I would have so. been bartending so there's the point where i was like bartending at one point and there's people that came to my show and then now i'm, I'm fucking the next day i'm like bartending you know like serving them drinks yeah and they're just kind of like, what? Like, you know, say the same shit. But I think I think it's because like I'm I'm lucky that I was raised really well by my by my my parents as well, to not to not be like that. And um, yeah, for sure. You know, and I ho hoping that it, it'll, it's you know, because like people will will never forget how how you how you are and stuff like that. So I feel like that's almost bigger than anything else. I guess mm. like if people think you're a fucking asshole, like yeah, I'd rather people. I would rather no one listen to my stuff, but like, 
Yeah, big, but big, think big, that yeah. I'm a good bloke yeah. and think I'm a wanker, but be mad famous. Yeah, yeah. Because if no one likes you, bro, dude, that's it. At the end of the day, like, yeah. what's and, the point? Yeah, <laughs> and if you don't have any friends and stuff, being alone, yeah. what's the point? Well, like, imagine you did your show and then, like, after it's like no one even come up to you. You just like. Yeah. You just went and got a drink at the bar and went home. Like, yeah. That's a bit boring. That's like, fuck that. And a good thing I have like a bunch of friends that always just keep me grounded as well, you know? Because they'll be like, yeah, 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 Quincy, settle the fuck down, mate. Yeah, come down. Or like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll literally like hammer me down. If I do anything remotely fucking bougie. bougie like, <laughs> well, I can, I can imagine how, like, bro, the feeling that I got just from DJing at the, upstairs at Magnet. Yeah. Like, obviously it's all subjective based on yeah. based on what you're doing and stuff but like for me like that was insane and i my i was like i was on cloud nine yeah. so like if you like you playing to three thousand people bro yeah. to to feel like you're fucking all powerful you got this adrenaline's pumping yeah, through you bro insane. like it'd be it like you need good i think the people best feeling you. i've ever gotten in music is when like thousands of people just like sing your song or like chant along to your own song that you made because like that's surreal like you're playing in front of them but this is something that you made in a fucking laptop in probably some random hotel room like once upon a time when you're fucking like didn't even think that like they would vibe to it you know that's what it's an insane feeling like nah, that's, that's something that it's feeling that i always like want to chase you know people like singing and playing your own stuff is just fucking insane it's unreal so yeah. going forward bro i mean you said the other day that you were getting a bit emotional about where you're at type of thing mm. um you're playing at nightclubs obviously you said you're going to be doing seasons as well yeah what's what's the future looking like for yourself mate do you want to get back to touring once yeah 100 percent. once man. we can once covid this whole thing fucking oh man gets back to normal like i hope i can start touring you know i just want to be i just try, i'm just trying to figure out like what i want to be like um as an artist because like there's a part of me that's just like you know, oh, I can be, you know, a, a singer, like a performer, mm. like you know, with a mic and not behind the decks. And then there's the other side where it's just like, I just want to play some hectic shit, you know? And that's the whole reason why, like, the brand of of St. Quinn, like, you, you saw that um, there was a photo of me with my, my arms crossed like this and it was like two faces. Yeah. That was, like, intentionally, like, my branding was like that. Like, the red side was the project Dawn Theory, which is my heavy shit. And then the St. Quinn is like the performing Love side. it, bro. Mm -hmm. I love so, that. Because you know, when you were just saying that, I, I was about to say, why don't you just do both, bro? Yeah. Like you said before, there's no rules. Yeah. So like, that's right. what's yeah. to say on a <clears throat> on a Wednesday at the local, <clears throat> fuck, at like, a, at like a decent event, why can't, there's no reason you can't be singing your songs. Yeah. And then on a Friday night, you're ripping fucking drum and bass and exactly, fucking heavy shit. There's right? no reason, bro. And so like, I want to try and do that. And like, but then like performing is a completely new art. I have to like perfect, you, know, you have to like how, how to set it up, how to sound like not like a Muppet when you're fucking out there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And because um, DJing, I've already obviously got down packed, but it's like a completely new art now. And then so like now I've like made three super heavy songs and I've got like seven St. Quinn tunes and now I've just got to start churning it out. You know, and that's going to be like a really fun adventure. But man, shit nowadays costs money if you want it to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that, look, <coughs> I, I was actually having this conversation with my friend. Uh, I often call a couple of people during the week, just have a yeah. chat. And I was actually talking to my friend. I was saying, um, I think with, with like, I was, for me, I was talking about like the DJing and why it's sort of like, because in, in my head, I feel like I'm on a trajectory where like yeah. it's, it's going to get, <coughs> going to become like, more there's gonna be more gigs and stuff like that yeah 
and I think like what I think what drove me in the start part of it is the fact that I had invested like five six thousand dollars in like speakers yeah. and shit to do house parties and stuff so True, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. in my head I'm like I can't fail bro because yeah. like, if this fails I, I need to at least make enough money where I paid back paid off, off. Yeah. the investment and yep. I think like if you have any sort of money, a lot of people don't have money. Like, lucky for mm. me, I worked full time backwards two years, had money saved up, so I could just go and buy it. But anyone that's trying to get into it, I think like you got to put like a little bit of, a little bit into it, so 100%. that you're hundred percent invested. Because you're never going to be, you're never unless you're Come like the most it. driven yeah. person on the planet. If you have no, what's the what are they? What's the word they say? Like peace in the peace in the pie or whatever. Yeah. If you know. have no oh, whatever it is, if you got no like no steak. Yes, yeah, whatever it is. If you've got no stake like in involved in the investment, yeah, and what you're doing, it's gonna be so much harder to be motivated, bro. Dude, hundred like, percent. Yeah, I think, and that, that's probably the same with you with your music stuff. I imagine that's well, obviously it's not free to yeah. get all the produce like the laptop, the, the yeah. sounding. Whatever it's just it like is. more more like now I've got all the equipment, right? The only thing that you got, it's is really important nowadays is the marketing, man. Like marketing is super big. Like yeah, like. But that's because for me myself because I feel like I've already got my music and stuff down packed. For everyone else, make sure you get that down packed before the marketing stuff because you know you want to make sure you put it a good shit and people like your stuff. Like um, and then but now like for me like oh, I can put the budget to where it needs to be put budget you know because I don't need to get vocalists I don't need to get someone mixing mastering my shit I can just do it myself right. Um, but then like you know to put it out there like a PR company to to send it to some reputable like sources that costs money you know what i mean that's what fucking sucks dude yeah. and um and and then you know and then because like everything is always like super fucking hard you're always in negatives until you start literally like touring man like that's when you start getting hella bank i think that's what as well people should realize because i keep saying back to like these guys a lot of people like a lot of people message me bro they were like oh can you ask me i'm like bro you guys got to understand like i mean you, you don't you don't make money in any yeah. like bro this podcast we've done for four or five months now and we're getting three yeah we're we're getting a lot more people listening to us than what majority of people would when they start up yeah, yeah. right like we we got like i would say we get about two thousand listens a week yeah. across both platforms like audio and video yeah and we still haven't made <coughs> a single cent yeah, yeah. but like but so we we yeah. We acknowledge that. We yeah, know yeah. that yeah, this fine. isn't going to happen overnight. Oh, and definitely. And just like your thing didn't yeah. happen overnight. If DJ thing, while he's buzzing where he's at right now, mm. where he wants to get to, yeah. that's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. You yeah. have to graph. You have to, like you said, you're going to have plenty of fucking setbacks. You're going to be let mm -hmm. down plenty of times, but yeah. you just have to realize it's all part of the journey and you just got to head down. People, people see the doom and gloom, bro. They see you when you're playing in front of 3,000 people, but like, bro, th this shit is you lose money. There's a, it, yeah. it's a grind. I mean, and you would know this better than anyone and you could probably talk to it a bit more. Yeah. Like, bro, you don't, you don't win within two months of, of learning, of getting into a creative space. You don't, you don't put out a song and think, you don't win within Martin fucking Garrett's. two years, man. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can't, you can't, you can't even, you can't even put a date on it. You just gotta, it, it's kind of, it's a console battle every day where you're just like, you just have to be like, just honed in like this, this is what I do. Uh, you gotta like, love what it. I do. Yeah. You gotta uh, love it. And then, like, you guys are so natural behind the fucking mic. So, like, you know, you guys should just keep doing it. Don't ever have, like, don't look forward, man. Always just look down. Look down. Do your own shit. By the time you look forward, then you look back. Like, so just keep stepping that fucking, you know, go, go up that staircase. 
and 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 just don't look down because when you when you every time you turn back you're, you're going to be like fuck shit progress but then the more you just keep going up those staircase the same shit the same shit different day you look turn around you'll be like fuck dude we've gone so far that's what I said to you. There's no elevator to success. You got to take the stairs. Yeah. It's so, it's so fucking true. Living. That's a fucking good one. Yeah, it's a good it one, bro. That's a good it's quote. Good um, I think it's been a great chat, bro. But I just want to ask you one last question. Yeah. Um, when, it's, when it's all come to an end, bro, and it's all done, how, how do you want to be remembered? How do I want to be remembered? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a, that's a good question, hey. Because like, I still don't even remember, know what my identity is. I think I just want to be remembered by someone that's made... Uh, an, an impact on someone you know credibly like like i have with you man like i just want if, to if i could do that to, to people like fucking that's my that's my dream come true you know i guess like i want to be remembered as someone that is, is a forward-thinking musician like bring something different you know because i still believe like it, it, what's in my head it, you know is is something hell unique that i that i can jot down that i think people will like and if I, if I can do that before I die, then fuck, man. That'll be like a dream come true, hey? Well, you've got a lot of life to live, bro. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited for you. I'm well, excited to I'm see where you go. Fuck, <laughs> I don't know, brother. I'm excited <laughs> to see where you go, honestly. And like, yeah. and like I, I said to you this to you in the club, I was drunk, so it probably has less merit. But um, <laughs> no, nah, like, honestly, bro, like, you, ma- massive inspiration for me, particularly now that like we've sort of reconnected. It's like, I'm going to be hitting you up a lot, bro. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, like, um, I'm, I'm happy, man, to give you some advice and shit like that on, like, branding and if you want to, how to kind of get started, you know. And then, like, where, where, when I can, like, you know, if there are people looking for DJs, I'll put your name up front and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, bro. So it's all good. No, I appreciate it heaps. And I, like, pre- particularly appreciate, like, Friday night as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. That was last, was that Friday? Yeah, night? last Friday. Yeah. Fuck, life moves quick, bro. So <laughs> quick, man. And here we are a week later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On the PNC potty. Nah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. Um, do you want to, you got anything coming out like music wise or? Uh, oh, just plug, 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 plug. Yeah. At St. Quinn, at St. underscore Quinn on Instagram. We'll pop it up on the screen as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be putting a bunch of Thanks music and stuff, you know, in the next couple of months. You know, I might you know, dip my toes into what you guys are saying, you know, making different sounds, dubstep. Hop you know. on the TikTok, bro. I'm telling swear, you. you. Bro, as a music creator, if you make the right types of videos and follow the like, trends and shit, you will pop off, cunt. Yeah, and I'm honestly, I might get some ideas from you guys. Like, that's been it. our biggest growth, TikTok. It's been everyone's biggest growth and it'll go to your music, to bro, all I'm, your other platforms. I'm telling you right now, bro. Come back to me in like two months' time when my man's here has <laughs> made made a video making oh, sounds fuck. into dubstep and this bloke's living in fucking Vegas, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling Just, you. I'm going to get ideas from you guys of what I could make. And if you guys find like, if you guys can find me like some cool ideas, like, oh, you're like turning farts into like dubstep sounds. Bro, that's the big, I'm telling you. Send him, send him ideas. Um, also, yeah, we'll put all his socials and stuff in the descriptions. You got any music coming out like next couple of weeks or whatever? No, next couple of weeks and stuff, but. We'll repost we'll it when it happens, yeah. but yeah. 100%. Stay true. Um, Thanks for coming on, brother. Thank it's, you for f- having me, man. Forget the episode, bro. This has been like great for just myself to catch up with you. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I'm, 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 I was kind of mesmerized. Such a great like, bloke, I'm literally <laughs> just, I'm sitting this man talk, bro. I'm just like. He's a great speaker. I'm and just like, like, like said that fuck, last bro, like, oh. I'm just taking everything he's saying in. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> nah, anyway. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> episode Cheers. 16 of the books. See Thank you, later. you guys. 16. Oh, it's my birthday, 16th of August. Damn. Episode 16. Oh, bro.